Can we talk about Jack Harlow wearing your jersey at his concert? That was you know, crazy. I saw that. I was like, no nah, freaking way. Like, that's wild. It was crazy. Was that just crazy? It was so crazy. And like, he didn't even tell me he was going to wear it. Like, I just opened up Twitter and I just like seen it all over my phone. And I was like, oh, thanks for wearing my jersey, Jack. Like, I appreciate yeah. it. Like, this Jack. Thanks. <laughs> it was crazy because it was such like an ordeal to get him the jersey. I was like, if this man does not wear this somewhere important, like I'm going to be mad. So when he did, I was like, thank you. Like, appreciate you, bro. But <laughs> Appreciate you. Welcome back to Sometimes I Hoop. I'm your host, Haley Jones. I got the lefty out of Louisville coming through. Quick brag about her, McDonald's All-American, first team All-ACC, Thousands Point Career Club, 2022 Wichita Regional, Most Outstanding Player, and Wooden Award Late Season Top 20 Watch List. That was a mouthful. None other than Miss Haley Van Lith. Thank you for hopping on the pod. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you. I mean, you guys are coming off a huge dub over UNC, yes. played 39 minutes. How's the body feeling? How are we? Oh my gosh. And we just had a bye week too. Mm-hmm. And like, that was the most tired I've ever felt after a game. Like after I was like, mom, like, I think I'm going to need like my dad to carry me home like in the old days because <laughs> my legs were just like, they were done, but we got the yeah. win. So that's, I'll do it again. That's all you need. A dub, yeah. anything for the dub. But I mean, UNC was on what, an eight game winning streak at that point. So yeah. what do you think clicked for you guys headed into that game? We knew we were running out of opportunities to steal some top 20 wins. And, mm-hmm. and it was a game at home and it was a pink game. And so we had a great crowd and our fans really showed out. And yeah, we had a great week of practice. So I think just the vibes were great with the girls and we were able to pull one together as a team. Yeah, I mean... Any top 20 dub is huge, especially at home. The vibes are always great. I bet the Yum Center was popping. But I mean, you guys had a tough non-conference schedule. Like you talked about, like time is starting to take out. It's almost mm-hmm. end of ACC play, AC tournament. And then we're going to see each other in the tournament, most likely. We always, we're always on the same side of the bracket. I know. <laughs> for no reason. Like I'm like, okay, Louisville, yes. whatever, see them. <laughs> but like, I feel like in the non-conference, y'all played a lot of sleeper teams, like Ohio State, Gonzaga, Middle Tennessee, people that didn't really have them on the radar. And then all of a sudden y'all are having these huge matchups and now they're top 15 teams. But what were some of those early adjustments that you felt like you guys had to make losing key seniors like Emily and Kiana? What was that kind of time like? Like at the start, it was just frustrating because it was like a new experience of losing early. Mm -hmm. But like when you look back, like all the teams that we lost to now, like are all ranked, like are having great seasons. So there's nothing really to like get too down on about it. And um, I think we just had to get used to each other. We, we lost a lot of starters and we got some transfers. We have a ton of fifth year Mm -hmm. seniors. Like we just have a bunch of new pieces that we had to fit into how we were going to make this new team work this year. And I mean, like, it's just going to be the test of time. And I think we're starting to figure it out. So that's just really encouraging for us. No, for sure. I mean, it's always difficult coming into a new season with a loss of these players that you could count on for so long, because Mm -hmm. I feel like 
you lose more than just what they did on the court. Like for us, losing like Anna and Lexi and Lacey, they did so much on the court, but off the court, it's their leadership. And so for you, now you're kind of like big dog on the team. You have been, but now more than ever. And so mm-hmm. it's you're stepping into a new role of leadership and it's finding that rhythm after a rocky start, but now you're finding your rhythm, which seems to be the right time. Like ending out conference play on a high note as you head into that conference tournament. So how did you kind of find your stride with this new role on the team outside of being the scorer and amazing player that you are, but in the locker room, being that leader that the team needs you to be? It was just a weird team because I am an old person on the team, but I'm one of the younger in age. Like we have a ton Mm -hmm. of fifth year seniors who are like 23, 24, (laughs) who have been in college for like five years. And I'm still just a junior, but I'm old for the program. So it was Mm -hmm. on my, it's on my shoulders to carry over the legacy of like what we do at Louisville. And it's been hard. And there's been days where I feel like, I would much rather just play basketball and not deal Mm -hmm. with that side of it. But obviously, like, that's not going to end in the winning season that I know we're capable of. And yeah, it was just I really had to go outside my comfort zone and like learned how to encourage certain type of people and how to get the best out of them. And I think I'm starting to figure that out. And yeah, so I'm excited to see what we can do from now on. No, for sure. I mean, that's really interesting. I've never heard it in the terms of like your season for the program, but Chris and Carr coming in, Liz Dixon, Morgan Jones, these people with so much experience. I know Liz experience in the Louisville program, but Morgan Jones at Florida State. And then all these different people coming in with experience on their own. Was it difficult to build the chemistry with these new players coming in where like they might've been doing X, Y, Z at a different school or able to run things a different way or just a different culture? What was that process like? Yeah, you know, obviously, like every team needs people that are willing to fill roles. And mm-hmm. I think when you go into the portal, you're you're not necessarily looking to just grab you like most of the time you're trying to get the best players in the portal and then they get to the team and it's like, OK, how can we fit them in a role that will help this team mm-hmm. be the best it can be? And I think like Morgan, CC, what benefited us is that they came from the ACC. So like Mm -hmm. the ACC is super competitive. Like there's not one game that you can sleep on and think you're just about to roll the ball out and win. Like it's going to be a fight every game to get a dub. And I think that they knew that coming into the season because they've played in the ACC last year. You know, obviously, like you said, Louisville is a different experience and adjusting their bodies to how much we practice, how much we lived, all that stuff. But they're willing, like they're so willing to give in to this team and that's all you can ask and I really appreciate it about them and that's why like I'm just I'm so excited no for sure I think a lot of times when people go in the transfer portal they look at like I want to go be the star at this program I want to go do this and that but it's so great to hear that they came into it already a winning program you know mm-hmm. you guys were in the final four last year so they're coming in probably thinking like, I want to win and whatever I have to do to help this team win is what I'm going to do. And I'm sure there are adjustments. I'm sure every program is different. I know at Stanford, we practice for three hours a day and I'm like, Jesus, I'm gassed. You're lifting. And then that's not even counting film and then extra shots. And I'm like, oh my God, like my body is done by the end of the day, every day. But I mean, like you said, the ACC, I feel like similar to the Pac-12, SEC, all these power five conferences, as the years have gone on, just playing in the conference for four years now in the pack and you three in the ACC, like it's just gotten deeper and deeper over time, Mm -hmm. which is great, but it's also annoying where it's like, you can't have a night off. 
because yeah. somebody's going to come up right after you. And do you feel like at Louisville, y'all always have the target on your back in conference play? Like, how do you deal with that? Do you like it? Is it annoying? Like, what are the vibes there? I think, like, it's weird because the target's on our back, but also people don't expect us mm -hmm. to win. Like, we weren't picked to win this year. We weren't picked to win last year. Like, but at the same time, when we don't win, they're like, disappointed that we didn't win for sure too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like you can't win in that aspect but teams love when they beat us like mm -hmm. I've never seen so many teams celebrate like they won the natty after like they beat us even this year we aren't mm -hmm. we're not even ranked right now and we'll lose to a team that's ranked and they're like running into the locker room like they're about <laughs> to pop the champagne bottles like yeah. all that stuff and so I just think like that's an attest to what our program has done up to this point but also yeah like just everyone is coming for you. Like you can never just every single game. They talk about load management. There's no time for load management in the ACC no, because they're like, oh, we might be able to steal you some minutes sitting out this game. No, like I'm going to have to play this game because Wake Forest is good. And like mm -hmm. my team's going to need me to perform. Everyone is just beating everybody like no one's dominating and like no one's like not winning any games there's none that surprised me because they just can teams continue to upset so I think at the beginning yeah. of the year I might have been surprised but like at this point you're like okay well we need to go win now because we can't be the next <laughs> yeah. team that's upset for sure like there's no one even nationwide like there's no one really dominating right now like people still have yeah. close games within their conferences whatever it may be but, okay, you talked about not being surprised by some upsets that have been going on the ACC. What team do you think deserves more credit than they've been getting? Like, what's a sleeper team in the ACC right now? I feel like, honestly, like, they do get credit and they are ranked. But Florida State is, like, elite. And really? we were able to steal a road win. But they're just talent-wise, like, effort-wise. Mm -hmm. I think they're really, like, deep. And they have a great group. And I think they're ranked second or third in the ACC right now. And they're in the top 25. But, like, I don't think they're ranked high enough in the top 25. Like, they're a really elite team. And they've pulled out some pretty impressive wins. And even mm -hmm. they're one of the only teams that has had multiple, like, 20-point wins in the ACC. Like, they're one of the only ones that have dominated, like, several yeah. games. And so I think that that's something, like, that is worth mentioning about them. No, for sure. I watched Florida State that Duke game that they had. And I yes. was like, they're tough. Like, yes, I'm telling you. I think a while ago, like a few years back, like they were top 10, this and that. And then they kind of dropped off. And then they kind of been asleep in this year. But I remember like I started watching them because I saw Tanaya having crazy numbers. And mm -hmm. I was like, dang, she's hooping. And then I watched their team. I was like, pause. Why they got like 10 weapons off the bench? Yes. Like, yeah. they're out deep, of man. The, the bench just keeps going. They just keep <laughs> subbing in. I was like, uh, you were like, I'm gas, and yeah. you are fresh legs, fresh legs to guard me. It's so annoying. Yeah. I'd be hating that. Like, I'll have one matchup, and then I stay in the game, and all of a sudden, new girl just to guard me. And I'm like, pause. Like, can we call timeout? Because all of a sudden, why do you get fresh legs? I've been playing for 30 minutes, and you're just ready sprinting, crashing the yeah. old doing this and that. I'm like, I bet you be dealing with that all the time. It's like, like you, they have a rotation. Match matchup. It's like yes. the game plan. Like, we're going to have these three girls, like, guard you in this increment. <laughs> Just all going to be fresh. Mm -hmm. It's like, it is, though. Like, I feel like now I realize more how much the game can be broken down into, like, how well you can play while you're tired and yeah. stuff like that. Because, like, 
that's when the most of the game is decided is like when you're a player that has to play long minutes like that, um, the other team is going to have a game plan and they're going to have multiple looks and you're going to have to be able to play through fatigue or any type of um, tiredness and like maintain your level of performance. So I think like that's something like you said, like when I get a fresh new defender on me, but I've been in 20 minutes already and Mm -hmm. I'm still coming off staggered screens and they're trying to blow up handoffs. Like how is my body going to, withstand that and it's definitely been a learning curve but you know you figure it out as it goes on yeah oh 100 and like you said like it's a physical thing like still being able to come off those staggering screens but I feel like as I've gotten older I've also realized how much of a mental challenge that is to stay locked in like I was coming off on balls at Washington State and I'm getting my pull up right and all of a sudden oh we're icing the screen I'm like oh crap how do I do this like oh throw and go this and that okay now we're trapping the screen and I'm Mm -hmm. trying to like they're guarding the screen differently every single time. And then I find out that like, oh, they have little hand signals how they finna guard the screen. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you want to tell me what that means? Like we're at the free throw line. I'm like, so what's two? What's three? Like, let me know. It's It'd be crazy. Yeah. But no, that's really, I think Florida State's a good sleeper pick. And I think that there's sleepers in every conference that are going to make some noise in the tournament this year. The tournament but is going to be crazy. Like crazy. Last year, people thought it was crazy. Like I just, I don't ah. even know what's going to happen this year. Seriously. I like literally, it's going to be, it's going to be so good. And I love those first few days when there's all those games like 24 seven. I think there's going to be crazy upsets this year. Knock yeah. on wood, not for our teams. Not, not but, us. Not, not little us. Baby. <laughs> not us. But you know, you're talking about just the standings in the ACC, right? Duke is at the top, but like, there's still so much time to shake things up right now. Yeah. What do you like about how you guys are playing headed into the end of conference play into the tournament? Yeah, you know, I think we have a good remaining schedule that will be able to work out with us where we can pull out like a pretty good record coming out mm-hmm. here. Like Notre Dame, like when we play them, anything can happen. You know, like it doesn't matter the record between the two teams before meeting. Like it's such a rivalry game where like, no matter what happened before, like it's going to be competitive and it's mm-hmm. going to be a good game and all that stuff. So I think it's there's great opportunity left for us to upset more people and climb to a higher seating. But at the same time, proving that we can maintain playing well and continue to just win and not get offset by another upset or a, a loss. It would be big time just for our team confidence and how we feel about ourselves. So, no, for sure. The name will be good. Y'all do have an odd rivalry. Like, it's like, and it is intense. Like, when I tell you, like, when we get ready, we're like, they hate us. Like, <laughs> we hate them. Like, it's like, go, like, it is in, like, I've, yeah. and the fans be in it. Like, it mm-hmm. is a whole, like, it is on another level, but it's what we love. So, the rivalry games are so good. I remember we played at South Carolina last year, and I remember on my explore page it was like their hype video to play yes. us. And I was like, oh, gotta watch. And it was like, oh, they're missing the shot, me making the shot. And I was like, oh, no, like, they're about to come out on 10 right now. Yes. So, I love those revenge. Rivalry games are the actual best. But um, within the ACC, y'all have six teams ranked right now. And then that's not even including y'all who are right on the bubble, about to knock in, whatever that may be. But we've been having this debate on the pod of what's the best conference. So (laughs) are you going to stick with the ACC or do you have a vote to swing the way that the other ones have gone? 
No, I think it's definitely ACC. I have to stick oh with the ACC, God. bro. I have to because it's just like even in the tournament last year, like I think we had the most teams in the tournament. Like it's just mm. like the talent level, I would say, and the athleticism. Mostly what I notice is like the athleticism is at another level, it went, especially when we play non-conference, like when we play teams in like the Big Ten and stuff like that. It's just it's a different vibe in the ACC. Not the Big Ten and slander. Like- <laughs> no shade no shade i'm just like i feel like acc like i have to pick them i play in it every game man like Mm -hmm. that shit it's a battle i have to pick acc all right okay i respect pick pac 12 obviously come on (laughs) the west coast basketball is just Mm -hmm. elite i feel like people really be trash talking the pac 12 and they're like Oh, they're soft. This and that. I'll be leaving every game with bruises up and down the arms. I'm like, I can't. Dang. I can't say that. I'm from Washington, so I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna say anything no bad West about Coast the West slander. Coast. But no, none of that around here. But I'm still gonna vote for ACC. <laughs> okay, I respect your vote. The Big Ten slander is crazy. But <laughs> I respect your vote of the ACC. But you mentioned being from Washington, so let's kind of take it back to your roots there. So AAU, you played for the Trailblazers and then you switched to Tree of Hope, kind of Adidas to Nike there. What was your AAU experience like? Did you play against anyone noteworthy? Did you have a crazy AAU experience game? Anything like that? Um, Honestly, when I played AAU a lot, it was when I was younger because as soon as I hit like high school is when I played on all those USA teams. And like, Mm -hmm. you know how it goes, like it's your entire summer and like... It, they do it during our AU session. So, like, you're not going to get to play AU. Like, you give up your life for the gold medal. But it's <laughs> worth it. But um, I switched to the Nike side my last year just to try it out. Like, they said that that circuit was better. And I only played in one tournament. I think I played in Boo. And it was, like, the worst tournament of my life. Like, I cringe when I think of, like... Oh, no. I cringe when I think of it, Haley. Like, I'm just, <laughs> like... I do not know who she is. Like, I am not her. Like, mm-hmm. wrong girl. Yeah. But, no. I mean, it was fun. Like, I miss AU, though. Like, when you get to college and, like, as you grow up, you're, like... I kind of wish like not having a scout and just like running no offense and just like yeah. doing whatever. <laughs> but AU days were crazy. My like like you said like not having a scout. What I really miss about AAU is like I pull up to a game 8 a.m. No warm up, granola bar in my stomach, and I'm playing. Give me one right layup, one left, one pull up, hooping, thirty yes. ball. Like I'm fine. Now it's like, okay, I need activation before I get taped, and then I need to activate again, and I need pregame lift, and then I need to get out there and warm up for an hour. Now I feel I'm all right. Maybe first few minutes of the game, I'm still warming up. But back then, I was limber. I was ready to roll. And it was like four games in a day. Like I think yeah. one time I was playing on like two different age groups and I put like seven games in one day and I was yeah. like ready to go the next day. Like nothing happened. Yeah. Like I don't know who, I don't know who that Haley was, but she's no longer here. Um, <laughs> Probably nachos between days. games. Yeah. yeah, you're hanging. Like, goodness gracious. Like I played 40 minutes yesterday. Right now, my legs, I woke up, I said, oh no, ma'am, I need Norma Tech cold tub. Get me in there. I can't. Mm-hmm. But you kind of mentioned USA Basketball. You have four gold medals. And you've kind of become this three-on-three global superstar. I feel like every time in the summer, I open up my Explore page, Haley doing this, Haley doing that. She's in Hungary. She's in Russia. She's there. She's <laughs> but what, like, what about three-on-three draws you to it? 
honestly, like I left there on three because it's just fun. Like it brings me back to like middle school basketball. Like it's like street ball. It's like one on one all the time. Mm-hmm. And it really helps my game get better. Like you can't have weakness playing three on three because anything that you're not good at is going to be exposed. Like if you can't shoot the three, if you can't make mm-hmm. a layup, if you can't play defense, like you're going to be putting all of those situations. So it's really helped me grow my game. And it's mostly just fun. Like I really just love playing like, and you can talk like half the time the mm-hmm. refs don't even know what you're saying. Like you can <laughs> say whatever. And like, there's no coach. Like you have to coach yourself. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just a great switch up from five on five. Like it's just something fresh and it gets you in really, really good shape. So as long as they'll let me play, I'll keep playing because it's just, it's a good time. It looks like fun. I'd be watching. It looks like a great time. We played on a team together in in that tournament. It was fun. (laughs) And I was gassed. Oh my God. Gassed. It's different. Like you think you're in shape and you play three on three and you're like, you're huffing and puffing. No, sub. Huffing and puffing <laughs> and the sub is not coming. You you got to yes. keep on going. You mentioned, you know, like you can trash talk, all this stuff and language barriers, whatever it may be. Like there's not really anybody checking you. What's your craziest three-on-three story from your time? Honestly, okay, you're putting me on the spot. I had to think. <laughs> it's okay. No one it's ever okay. really tries us, honestly. Like I've never been on a team where I'm like, I played your teammate, though, like two summers ago, um, Hannah Jump. Yes, oh, I did? played Hannah, yes. And her team VRs, I think. If I remember Uh-oh. right, I think she She's beat a sniper. Us. She's Bro. a sniper. And I tried to tell him. I was the only college player on my team, and it was mm-hmm. like, um, it was like uh, overseas pros and me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, y'all, I know this You're girl. Like, I know like, the scout. She's going I know to the light scout. it up. <laughs> like, do not. And I, they did not believe me. And I think she probably hit like, five threes on us and that is hard Dang. in a 10 minute game so yeah. I tried to help them out but I think they pulled the the youngin card on me oh for but sure no I mean I don't have any crazy stories I just I wouldn't like none during competition just like the team like you get really close mm-hmm. to the other three girls and and I think like my first one when we played in the youth olympic games in Argentina like we lived in the village and it was just mm-hmm. like it was just a great time and it's stuff that you always think about so yeah it would be more like like having real genuine connections with the three other people that I'm with for however long I play with them yeah I can see that I feel like even with like USA basketball in general that seems to be a theme like every team that you're on you're immersed in just the 12 of y'all or like like four y'all for like two months and that is all that you interact with so you are forced to bond and like you just have so many fun memories with USA through that type of stuff even more than the tournament like I feel like there's so many just fun off the court memories that I get to think on from the past but it's hilarious thinking back that's that are you 17 year great year like what a time you just think of it and you're like, man, how did we, how did we survive? But we were like, yeah. we were having a great time at the same time. Like it was like give or take. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, it's always fun too, because then you see each other when you play or like you watch each other on TV and it's like, you remember all that. And yeah, yeah, it's fun. No, nah, it's so cool. Just kind of talking more about like AU and your upbringing with basketball, who got you into basketball? What made you love it so much? What were those experiences like those early years with basketball? I really got into basketball because my brother played and I was just like, 
was just like a mean kid and I wanted to be better than him so bad. So that's why I started playing was so that I could beat him. Just out of spite. (laughs) Yes. Like everyone always asks me and I'm like, it's literally because I wanted to be better than my brother. And then Mm -hmm. I ended up liking it. (laughs) So you got to take out the aggression. You're better than your brother, out of spite, all this stuff. What do you think eventually put you on that national map of like, she's a player to watch, get recruited, all this stuff? Was it hooping in the cul-de-sac? Was it a tournament? Was it USA? What was it? When I was in like sixth grade, I would play in the high school circuits. Mm-hmm. And I think like my first out-of-state tournament was somewhere in California. And I remember like I got my first offer after that tournament. And I was like 13 and I was playing in like an elite, like, what do they call that? Like gold? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Did they call it like the, the gold, the showcase, gold circuit or whatever? That, yes. Yeah. And like, I just had no business being out there. I weighed like a hundred pounds and I was about five feet tall. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I feel like that's kind of where I got my toughness from. It's like, as I was growing up playing, I was always like the youngest, like had to fight. Like I just had mm-hmm. to be tougher than everyone to like get playing time. And I think that's kind of stuck with me like cr- throughout my career. So yeah, I definitely remember those days. Like- <laughs> Wear like rolling the shorts three times because they're at my ankles because I'm wearing like a high school uniform and I'm 11 years old. But yeah, it was fun. It was it was crazy. Like I still can't believe my body survived it. Now looking <laughs> back, but no, for sure. I feel like if I were those high schoolers and the little sixth graders coming up hooping crazy, I'd be like, Are you? Who is this little girl giving me like, problems? Exactly. And, that's exact- <laughs> and I knew that's how they felt too. So I was yeah. like trying to be cool, but at the same mm-hmm. time, like. Yeah, it was always interesting. <laughs> no, for sure. Like, I remember being younger on those, like, older teams. And you're like, the social interactions that I had with them, I was very much like their child. Like, they were yes. like, oh, come on. Like, do this and that. And then I get out there on the court and I'm, like, hooping the same level. But off the court, I'm like, I don't know where to go. I lost my wallet. Like, <laughs> I got to call my mom, this and that. It's just yeah. such a fun dynamic to play with an AAU that I feel like, you don't really have that experience in other situations. Like with USA, even when players are older than you, it's still like, okay, we're we're on Team USA. Like it's whatever, you're here. But back then I felt like it was such a weird dynamic to have, but it was fun. It was yeah. just weird. Yeah, and it was like, at that age, like I feel like the age gap, like a four-year age gap is way different than a four-year age gap when you're in your 20s. Like the For maturity sure. level was way, was yeah. way off. But no, yeah. It, <laughs> Because it's like it's like a high schooler playing with somebody in sixth grade. So it's like 18, 13 compared yes. to like a grad transfer. And she's already in college at 18. It's it's a different dynamic. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, in your early years playing AAU and this and that, you got the opportunity to go train at Mamba Sports Academy. And you were mentored by Kobe and just greatness. How did that relationship start? And what impact did he have on you to help you become not even the player that you are today, but the person that you are today? Yeah, I think um, how it started is I was actually playing three-on-three in Mongolia and his, like, you know how the boys team travels with the Mm -hmm. girls team when you play three-on-three? Like, there was a guy on the boys team that was trained by, like, one of Kobe's, like, main assistants. And Mm -hmm. he was like, my trainer is saying that, like, Kobe wants to work out with you. And I was like, man, like he lying. And I was just like, okay, whatever. Like I I just brushed it off. And then like the next day or a a couple of days later, he was like, no, like I'm going to send 
him your number. Like I'm going to give T, T was the trainer and he was like, I'm going to mm-hmm. give T your number. I was like, do it if you want. But like, I really doubt anything's going to come out of it. But no, like it ended up, he DM me on Instagram and he wanted me to come out and meet him and work out with Gigi and all that. And that's just, it was just super random. Like, I think, I don't even know how he knew about me or how he saw me, but he liked my game. He liked my attitude. And so it was just like crazy, like how mm-hmm. it all came together. But no, definitely like when I think about Kobe and what he meant to me, like mostly I feel like he made me feel okay with like who I was and how competitive I was. Cause I feel like, especially as a girl, sometimes like competitiveness is not like people don't want to see it and they don't want to see the aggression, the frustration or the shit talking. Like they don't want to see that in women's sports. And that's who I am. Like I'm fiery. I'm passionate. Like I love basketball. Like I'm super competitive. Like I'm going to fight. And like, I always had felt like that was bad about me. And I, and I had had people growing up that would be like, you need to change that. Like Mm -hmm. people aren't going to like that. You act like that. And Kobe was like, he saw that in me. And I think he like, he just let me know that it was okay that I was the way I was. Cause he was like that. And Mm -hmm. it's what made it who he was. And yeah, I think he just, it was one of the first times where I really felt like seen by another player, like, okay, like, like I feel comfortable in who I am now. So that's mostly what I feel I took away from that. It's amazing to have somebody of that stature, of that nature, be able to instill that and be like, hey, like there's no reason to apologize. People just don't get it. And then that's not your fault that they don't understand the way that you are, right? Like the passion that you play with, that's something that sets you apart from other people. And I've I played against you. I played with you. That competitive nature is second to none. And like, it's something to be proud of and something that sets you apart from the rest. Okay. Like now that I'm doing it, I'm kind of wishy-washy, but if someone like him tell you that you're like, oh yeah, like I ain't never letting this go. Like yes. this is now it's time to roll with it. So that's amazing to hear. And I'm sure when the dude was telling you like, oh, he wants to work out with you. I'd be like, no questions asked. Send me the number. Bro, like I was like, man, you whatever. know I'm there, but you are so lying to me right now. <laughs> like, don't play me like that. But yeah, it was just like, I don't know how he found out about me. I still don't know to this day, but mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. But he, I'm glad he did because it changed yeah. my life. But. It worked out how it was supposed to, which is amazing. Okay, but you mentioned you got your first offer in the sixth grade. Like 13-year-old Haley getting off. That's crazy. So, and I also heard from Lil Birdie that you had some offers for softball when you were in eighth grade. I had no idea. So tell me, tell me about your recruiting process. What was that like? Why was it basketball? Tell me all about it. Softball is different than basketball in the recruiting aspect because girls commit really young. Mm-hmm. And like eighth grade is like when you committed. Back when I was getting cr- recruited, I know like they put and say put rules against it and you have to wait but Mm -hmm. in softball like you committed when you were in eighth grade like before you even got to high school and that's just how it was and so I did I played softball in middle school I played for like a travel team I can for some reason I can see you playing softball because I feel I I was skinny too like it was back when I I was like you had skinny Oh but, my God. Like I was that little center fielder out there, lefty center fielder. You were fielder. moving. I was moving. I was <laughs> diving. I was all over the place. I was playing shortstop and center at the same time. Like you didn't know mm-hmm. what position I was. Oh, but wow. I loved it. And I thought about playing both in college for a while, but mm-hmm. I just like, 
when I started playing USA, that was during when I would play travel softball. So like mm. softball just kind of got phased out. And I definitely like basketball more. Like I'm a lot more passionate about it. But I love to watch like the Women's College World Series. Like, yeah, I love to watch the softball, like college softball and all that. And I miss it sometimes. But yeah, I tried the softball thing. and It was good, <laughs> but... I definitely would choose basketball still. (laughs) (laughs) See, I feel like I had a similar experience where I loved soccer. Like I still juggle about practice and get yelled at by Tara, but like I love soccer. And the only reason it was basketball was because like in California in high school, basketball and soccer at the same season. So going into my freshman year at the end of eighth grade, my mom was like, okay. And you know, my mom, so I do, Miss Monique runs the show. And so she was like, (laughs) She's like, Haley, like, you have to choose basketball or soccer. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I already had offers at the time, but I was like, I really love soccer. Like, I think I want to do that. She said, Haley, that's that's nice. But, you know, <laughs> I think you're better at basketball, so let's yeah. do basketball. And I said, <laughs> okay. I mean, I guess. <laughs> but, like, I still love watching. Like, there's still that connection that you have to it. And I feel like it's also, I mean, for me at least, it's like, I'm able to have this passion without any pressure. Like I can go and I can kick a soccer ball around and just have it for that. Where basketball, there's just extra things that come with it. But, you know, softball for you could just be like another way. You could go batting cage, whatever. I can't play softball, awful hand-eye coordination. You know I'm clumsy. I can't be doing all that. So I, that's crazy that you were recruited for softball like that. I can't believe that. I know a lot of people, like, I really liked UW. Like, I loved UW softball and I loved UCLA softball. Like, mm-hmm. I loved it. But, you know, like you said, like, it was just kind of one of those things that I did to, like, have something different than basketball and, like, yeah. just a free, like it didn't matter if I played well or not. Cause like, it wasn't like a scholarship was on the line. So Mm -hmm. yeah, but you know, you appreciate it still. Yeah. So kind of moving through your recruiting process, it came down to where Louisville and Baylor, were those your final choices Um, there? I took visits to UCLA, Baylor and Louisville. Okay. So what set Louisville atop from the rest, from the other two? Yeah. I think I wanted to play in front of a crowd and like, Mm -hmm. At the Yum Center, like you said, it is packed every night. Like, even on nights when we're playing, like, a low-ranked ACC team, like, the fans, like, show out every time. And, like, that was just something that was really important to me. Like, I wanted to play in front of a crowd. I wanted to play on a team where I was going to be put in situations to play, like, high-level games. But mostly, like, I felt like my playing style fit at Louisville. And I felt like Coach Walls would let me have freedom and play with like a little bit of flashiness. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't, he's not a coach that is going to get mad at me for screaming and one or anything like that. Like there's some coaches out there that like try to control player emotions, I think. And he's not like that. And I played for him in Thailand Mm -hmm. for that USA team too. So I kind of got to experience that. And, you know, he's like, he is tough like he's not an easy coach like he's going to hold you accountable but i mean he lets you he lets you play free and it makes the game fun so yeah that's why i chose louisville and i mean i love that i think it's it's more than just one factor going to any decision yeah. like you said it's the fans it's it's the coach it's the players it's all that into one but you mentioned the energy that's at the yump center so yeah. taking it back to your freshman year what was that first game like were you nervous were you confident were you excited like what were the vibes playing at the yump center for the first time honestly I can say like I wasn't nervous I think like 
like USA basketball got that out the way for me. Like my first USA game, it was like one of those scrimmages we did where it wasn't really like the first game, but we were just scrimmaging. And I seriously felt like the world was going to end. Like my arms were shaking. Like, and that was the last time I ever got nervous. Like, I think I just got it out the way in USA basketball. So when I got to college, mm-hmm. I was like, like, man, at least we're not playing for a gold medal. Like, this is okay. <laughs> but yeah. I wasn't nervous. Okay. It was just like, I never played in front of a crowd like that, honestly. Like, they're invested too. Like, they're loud. Like, they scream your name. Like, it's not just like they're there. Like, they're there. And they're present. Mm-hmm. And they know what's going on. They know about the team that you're playing. Like, I feel like women's basketball fans, like, are very knowledgeable. And yeah. they do their research. <laughs> they be knowing everything about you. They know everything. everything. Like, sometimes the fans get mad at me when I change my shoes or if I do something different in my hair. And I'm like, guys, like, can I live, please? <laughs> like, please, let me express my individuality here. I got to switch it up. But yes. No, it's it, they be knowing. They be real into it, which is something I love and appreciate. But I'm also like, all right, y'all. Like, I got to live my life at the yes. same time. Like, they'll know. Like, if I go somewhere for lunch, like... They'll like email my coach and be like, Haley was here for lunch yesterday, like saw her. And I'm like, man, like a little worried, but you know, no harm in it, I guess. (laughs) I I guess. (laughs) But okay, so freshman year, I know for me, the film room, I was getting worked on in the film room. But like, I feel like I had a horror story up in there just talking about turnovers, Haley. What are you, what were you thinking? Would you throw this pass again? And I'm like, honestly, Tara. Put me in the same situation. I'm throwing it, girl. I'm <laughs> doing it. Like, I'm doing the same thing. I thought it was open. And so do you have any, like, horror stories of your freshman year? Like, toughest moments? Like, we talked about that one game where you were like, that wasn't Haley. Like, there's been times where I watch it and I'm like, that's not me out there. Yeah. Just forget it. Did you have any moments like that from your freshman year? You know, probably a few. Mm. There were the beginning of my freshman year, I actually played like I was rolling. Like I kind of like got into it and I was playing well. And then you hit that like mid-season of your freshman year and you like it's the durability part. Like, dang, like we still got practice for three hours tomorrow. Like you kind of like your body gets run down a little bit. And I think like I wasn't like my body just wasn't able to keep up. And I don't know. I mean, when I was playing better, he just didn't play me. Like, there was no opportunity for me to embarrass myself. I would just be on a bitch. (laughs) I'd just be over there sitting and cheering. Go team. Like, one turnover and one time I got scored on defense and it was like, sorry, hey, like. You're done. Sit down. So. (laughs) Yeah. Tara be loving that. She be loving that. It's like, okay, um, either you're going to do it or you're going to sit. You're going to this or you're going to cheer. And it's like the threat. Too. Yes. Like, either you do what I say or you're going to be cheering for your teammates and you're going to be sitting on the bench. And you're like, yeah. okay, like, try my best for you. But <laughs> it's like, I'm giving you all I have. I'm sorry. It's, I remember it's... the film sessions though. Like, and they just love to ask questions. Like, I know you know what I was mm-hmm. thinking. So don't try to call me out because, like, mm-hmm. it looked a little bit open. Like, don't act like I'm dumb. <laughs> like, but yeah. you just have to sit there and be like, yes, coach. Yes, coach. Okay. But yes. No. Yes. Maybe wildin'. But okay, so freshman year, we played y'all Elite Eight. Sophomore year, helped the team, number one seed, final four. Talk me through that run. Talk me through after that loss in the final four. What did you do? What that was this past off season and prep for this season? Yeah, I think mostly like I needed to take care of my body. Like I was mm-hmm. having like I had 
a stress reaction in my foot that I played through for like most of the season. And I had like really bad plantar fasciitis. So mostly like I just wanted to like feel 100% again. And so I took a lot of time off or like not time off, but like just time focusing on my body and like rehabbing. But other than that, like I played three on three and I just worked on like refining my game, like just little things at this point, Mm -hmm. some IQ stuff, some passing stuff, just getting to my spots. Cause I think like, as I've gotten older, I've learned like, you don't necessarily need like every move in the world. Like you don't need to have a deep bag. You just need to have like moves that you know you can get to at any time. And you just have to have like, know that you can get to those. And so I think like, I'm starting to refine like what I think those are for me and what parts of my game that I'm going to go to in those moments. So just trying to like still continue to learn about myself, I guess. Mm -hmm. Well, you said like your go-to bag, you don't need it to be deep, but you need moves. Sure bet. I'm going to get a bucket off this move. I'm going to get fouled. I'm going to get to the brim, whatever it is. Like you just got to have your short bag. But I mean, final four is crazy. And I know last year was wild. But what was that experience like being on that team? And I feel like, like you said, like Louisville is always expected to be great things. Final Four, year in and year out. But you said it's also a vibe of like, oh, are they really going to get there? Oh, yeah. this and that. And I remember you talking about kind of being like that underdog mentality. How was that experience being on that team last year, getting the Final Four, doing all that? It was probably like my, like when you're in college in that moment of like, okay, this is worth it. Like that was Mm -hmm. like the moment when we beat Michigan in the Elite Eight. Like it was just like, oh, like this whole process has been worth it. Like it was just an amazing feeling because we were really like, that team was really close. Um, We really enjoyed each other. The team chemistry was great. Like we just had fun. Like we had a ton of fun in, in the NCAA tournament. And I think sometimes when you get to college, like my freshman year, like it became so hard that the love of the game kind of gets like, mixed up in just the everyday grind of being a D1, like elite college Mm -hmm. basketball player. And like that run at the end of the year was like, okay, I love, like I fell in love with the game again. Like it was just, it was very rewarding and it was super awesome to do it next to the girls that I did it to. Like, I just loved them. Like I was really close with Emily Mm -hmm. Inksler, one of my best friends. And so it was great. And my family was there and, you know, we lost in the final four to South Carolina, who was obviously a great team Mm -hmm. but I think like you know at the end of the day if we felt like we maxed out our potential then what what else can you ask of that team so no I get that I feel like making the final four is definitely like okay that grind those valleys those valleys could be deep throughout the season but it was worth it because we made it to the final four okay kind of switching topics here on the NIL space when did it get real for you that Adidas deal I was so excited. Like, I feel like when I'd be looking at other people's NIL, I'd be like, yes, like, yeah. get your bag. Like, I saw you saw the Adidas deal. I was like, I showed my mom. I said it to her. I was like, mom, like, Haley got this. Like, that's so lit. Like, whatever. Like, when did it get big for you? I think, like, NIL has been crazy because I can't remember when exactly the time. It was in the summer, maybe, when they were, like, mm-hmm. throwing it around. Like, it maybe was going to get passed. And it was, like, are they ever going to really do it? Like, who knows? And then it like, it got passed and it was like, oh shit, like I need to get it. It was quick. Like I need to get, 
like I need to get ripped. Like I need to figure out what I'm going to do with my life right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's just crazy too, because I think just being young and in college, like as soon as NIL passed, like it was just all thrown on to mm-hmm. like, it was like a mess and no one, it was so new that no one really knew what was going on and like what the rules were and, and what was going to be allowed and what wasn't. And I was just I was very thankful to have people around me that helped me navigate it because at the end of the day, like, I think, especially for what like you've done with NIL too, like it's, I want to use it for more things that mean more to me and not just mm-hmm. like, Oh, let me get my name on this brand. Like, let me get a deal because at the end of the day, like we're WNBA caliber players. And so we're going to have a pro career. So like, why are we rushing in mm-hmm. to these deals for money? Like it should be about, building like and making connections with things that you find value in and stuff like that so I think I've had really great help in establishing like what I want to and and partnering with brands that are going to help me elevate the women's game elevate women's sports and stuff like that and and help me give back to my community it's crazy NIL is crazy but I mean it's died down to me. Like it's not as big of a deal as everyone was like, so worried that it was going to be like, it's just like, I think it's pretty chill now. Like, and it's kind of like, it's just cool to see like girls, especially for girls basketball, like we're really taking advantage of it. And I think it's, it's cool for me to see. And like, I'm happy. I'm happy for everybody that's, that's taking advantage of it because like, it's a space where we're wanted and like mm-hmm. they really want people like us. Women's basketball, I feel like, is really on the forefront of NIL yeah. just with the deals being signed, but what people are doing with that, like giving back to their communities, speaking out on different topics, advocating for this, that, and the third. I think it's really special to see and like kind of be a part of. But what has been the best advice that you've received about the NIL space? What has helped you navigate it? So I had one of my mentors. She was like, you need to build like three pillars. So like three things that you really identify with that if a brand can't offer it to you, like the partnership is not worth it. And Mm -hmm. so it really made me think like, what about me? Do I want people to know? What about me? Do I not want people to know? Like, mm-hmm. it's like, it really made me like, okay, who am I? Like, cause that was like a thing with NIL was like, I had to figure out who is Haley when she's not playing basketball. And yeah. like for a long time, I didn't know, like it, it was a process for me to be like, if I can't play basketball tomorrow, like what am I? Yeah. And I think it's really helped me figure out like what I'm passionate about. Like I got to go to fashion week um, mm-hmm. this year for the first time. And it was a great experience. And like, I can't wait to go again. And I'm so grateful that I was able to do that. So I think like NIL building those three pillars and like figuring out like what I strongly identify with. It's helped me learn more about myself. So I think that's what is, has been most rewarding. No, I love that so much. I feel like a lot of people don't have that same outlook with NIL. It's really very basketball-based. But for you to have that outlook to be like, okay, this is what I like doing outside of it. This is, I'm able to use my basketball platform and just like springboard off there and get into all these different realms. Like, I think that that's an amazing outlook to have. Okay, well, entering our last segment here before I let you go, it's called our vibe check. So it's going to be like rapid fire questions. So Aaliyah was really bad with the pace. Same was Jordan. So I'm hoping (laughs) that you are better with the pace here. Okay, so ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. What is the one drill you never want to see on your practice plan? Box out. Anything box out. 
Okay, I agree. Game-winning shot or game-winning steal? Shot. Off the court, go-to sneaker. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, you're doing so good. Something easy, something easy. Adidas, okay, okay. sign with Adidas now. <laughs> okay, nice, nice play. Um, and one or three-pointer? And one. Toughest place to play? UConn. Okay. Go to trash talk line. Oh, nothing that can be said. Okay. Yeah, All bad words. Nothing Leave good. <laughs> Leave it at that. <laughs> nothing good. Not for the audience. Ice pack or ice bath? Ice bath. Yeah. Okay. And then what's your biggest basketball ick? Refs. Being there. Just existing. Why here? <laughs> what is your purpose? Okay. What is the college with the best facilities? Louisville. I can't. If okay. I said anyone else, that would be terrible. Louisville. See, I wouldn't even say yes. It's okay, yeah. though. <laughs> um, what is your best impersonation of Coach Walls? He like when he's mad at us, he'll like sh- put his hand on his on his chin, <laughs> and he like sh- he slightly like shakes his head, and he'll be like, "Oh, and you're just like and like next scowl thing. at us, and we just know like the next time out, we better plug our ears because something bad is coming for us." That facial expression, I know, like I need you to know. get stay out of the way. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, well, Haley, this has been such a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you podcast will be back every week different guests following the latest on women's hoops this has been sometimes i hoop hey everyone thanks so much for listening to sometimes i hoop please don't forget to subscribe rate and review wherever you get your podcasts be sure to follow me on instagram at Haley.jones. that's no i and Haley and three s's in jones to get all the sometimes i hoop content you can also watch the episodes on the players tribune youtube page thanks again for all your support theplayerstribute.com.